Welcome to the recap. Part of Pastoring Out Loud, where we recap previous week's sermon. We are in Pastoral Purgatory. That's right. The season between Christmas and a new series starting at the beginning of the new year, where you just have to come up with something. Interesting description. Right, Dave? <laughs> or is this just something that we randomly do? We talk about the word and prayer or... Like, have we done that historically? You know the answer to that. I, I do, but this is for the listeners. <clears throat> Nick, what do you think? For the for the listeners. You just don't want to engage with that question? Some, sometimes I don't when he asks it the way he does, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it is something that we've done historically. Two sermons, one on the word, one on prayer? Yeah, usually. Okay. In times gone by... What have we also paired with the word and prayer? Like an event that sometimes has a lot of stuff surrounding prayer and the word of God. Does that ever happen at Bethlehem? We used to do an all night prayer meeting. Was it really all night? Yeah. What, yeah. What, what, like how late is all night? Like you would end at five. We would go to Denny's down on, uh, what was it? Lake street before it was. Uh, kind of attacked during the riots and we would hang out at Denny's at 6 a.m. and spend time there. But we're not praying all night, or are we? No. No, we're not. We're going to do abide. We're doing abide. Yeah. That sounds like two verbs. Could you explain that to me? Actually, this will be out after we've done it. Oh, never mind. Come on. (laughs) I'm just not on the game. Still on the draw here. The recap, going through the Gospel of Matthew, talking about God's word. I think Dave is, I think Dave wants to start over. No. No, he doesn't. He wants all of this unedited to be on there. Do you want to start over? (laughs) Uh, I never want to start over. Okay, all right. Time is precious. Uh, A sermon, (laughs) sermon, uh, Matthew 4, 1 through 11, Jesus's rebuke of Satan with God's word and Satan's twisting of God's words. Instructive for us. That was really good. Three kinds of idolatries. Uh, good application. I thought your lead-in with Matthew 3 was insightful. Talk more about the sermon. Yeah, we, um, we just got done with Christmas. So thinking a lot about Jesus as a newborn baby and the reason he came to live a life and die a death on a cross for us and be raised again. And then in Revelation, we're going to look at Jesus as, you know, sword coming out of his mouth, tattoo on his thigh, riding a horse, uh, all, all sorts of imagery of him like that. So I thought it might be, uh, might be fun to look at earthy Jesus for a couple of weeks for a word in prayer. Um, and I think it's, I think... Uh, I think my goal in this sermon was to both see Jesus as the one who is perfect on our behalf and in fighting sin and therefore being a perfect sacrifice for us, but then being our perfect sacrifice and bringing us into the family of God, being able to follow him in his footsteps for how he, uh, you know, uses God's word as the living word to fight against temptation and sin. So both rejoicing and reflecting on on all that he did there. And so, yeah, I just talked about uh, the, you know, I, I wanted to do a little bit more about what, like what the word of God is, but there just wasn't going to be enough time for it. So 
said focused on just who Jesus is, uh, kind of according to the typology of him as the perfect son that Israel never could be. He quotes from Deuteronomy 8 and then Deuteronomy 6 twice, kind of showing that that's in his mind too. And then just try to create categories for the kind of temptation I think that Satan's bringing. So kind of first goes after Jesus in his human hunger and just the desire for comfort. Then he goes after Jesus maybe in, uh, in maybe an easier path towards glory. So I just called that control, being, being wanting to take control of the narrative and do things our own way versus walking the path God has for us. And then uh, the path of consequence, just importance or significance. Um, and it was a C. So, yeah, how you know, easily did that one come to you? or did you? It have came to, like, easier than you'd think, but I okay. did have to think about it for a second. But, did, you know, I did didn't you even... Have to re- Google it's a spiritual syn- gift. I didn't did have to Google synonyms. <laughs> I did not have to Google synonyms. <clears throat> but what I realized, because I knew you'd ask me something like this, is that I actually take a few minutes to think about it subconsciously. So, you know, you like, I'm like, oh, I need to see... How do you think about it subconsciously? Is that like I don't realize I don't realize that I'm you wake tr- up, I don't realize like, that I'm trying to do it, but it, I'm sitting there going, "Oh, I need to see for this <clears throat> idea." Oh, yeah. I see. So it's not like Inception, where like somewhere you're having like multiple dream states. And then it suddenly might be. You how, how would I know that? And say, Kelly, I got my third C. <laughs> not like that. I wish it was that easy, Daniel. Okay. All right. Subconsciously down to earth, down to earth thinking think about it. Yep. That would be a fruitful conversation about what we each subconsciously think about at times like just kind of what's always on the back burner for you it's alliteration that's right all right nick stacy reflections on the sermon um so i loved that you started it just to kind of set the context with like just a little biblical theological introduction to show how for these temptations to really make sense you have to show how jesus is like the true and the the perfect Israel, the son of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you just explain a little bit, just maybe for people who haven't really thought in those terms before, like, what is that? Like, there's a term for what you did. It's typology. Like, what's that? How does it work in the Bible? Yeah, we've done, I mean, we've done a bunch of podcasts on that before too, but maybe there's some listening that- Just a quick refresher. We're about to do a whole lot of it in January. It's really right. the end of August. <laughs> 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 Thanks for that voice, Joker, whoever you are. I don't know who you, who you were there, but it was creepy. Um, yeah, so we, we think typology is when uh, we, we think all, all, word is, all the word of God is uh, one story that God is telling, um, both recounting and interpreting history for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we believe that there are connections that are obvious in the text itself that point us to what we call type and anti-type, uh, the type being a foreshadowing or a pointer to a greater fulfillment that's coming. And, mm-hmm. and oftentimes we see that greater fulfillment in the person and work of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so what, what you're looking for in that is not just kind of reading your Bible and going, oh, that kind of sounds like that. And, and, you know, guessing, that's not what we're doing. So like in this text, I think it's really clear what's happening because of the reference in Matthew 3 that he is the son of God. Confirmed, Matthew three sixteen, I think it is. And then it's confirmed all the more by the way that he's tempted in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And I, I even talked about Matthew 1 and 2 and <clears throat> some of the, the similarities there, but he's tempted in the wilderness 
and the the verses he quotes from are from Deuteronomy where God is speaking to Israel and Jesus basically saying, mm-hmm. I'm going to listen and obey in a way that Israel did not listen and obey. Yep. And so those are, they're not yeah. just guesses. They're things that uh, we're doing investigative work to see the connections that we think that God wants us to see in his one message yep. of, the, of the word of God. Yep. So, good. Yeah, I mean, you move from, Move from Matthew one with the genealogy. Yep, it's extremely specific. If you look carefully at the Old Testament, mm-hmm. it is all of the Judite kings. Mm-hmm. It skips two people that are not from Judah, but sit on the throne, and continues <clears throat> yep. continuing to like trace that. I think that's the way that you distinguish it from the Luke six um, genealogies. Luke six genealogy is by physical descent, yep. but Matthew one is by inheritance of a king. And so Royal descent, king-like say, figure yeah. who's yep. called the son of God, yep. right? All throughout the Old Testament. Matthew 2 out of, is it Matthew 2 out of Egypt? I called yeah. my son. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then and it's then, interesting right there out of Egypt, straight to the baptism of Jesus. Yeah, straight yep. to the baptism. Passing through the waters. Through the waters. Yeah. Yep. yep, through the waters. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. <clears throat> and then the this temptation narrative yep. in the wilderness. Yeah, for 40 yep. days and 40 nights. It's like so obvious. It's, it's yep. like, Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How obvious it is. Yeah. Um, really good. Um, okay. Uh, quick, quick exegetical question that I have. Actually, I'll wait. Stacy, Nick, anything else you want to add here? I just love having a word focused sermon at the beginning of the year as we think about what are we going to be setting our minds on and putting before us, um, feasting on God's word and the importance of that. So I like the rhythm that we have of doing these sermons at the beginning of the year. So if you take Matthew 4, 8, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kings of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Mm. And then if they go to Matthew 28, if you go to Matthew 28, 18, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Should we see those two texts together? Should we see like Satan is offering him something that Satan presently has and now on the back end of Jesus' death and resurrection, he now has? Is oh, that fair? Interesting. So after the death and resurrection. Well, in the, in the well, way- So it's, yeah. it's a question of like God's sovereignty and all kinds of stuff. I'm just wondering, That's right. That's should right. we see those texts together? Yeah, I mean, an, another another way to frame the question, the way that sometimes commentators frame it is, is is the devil's offer authentic? Genuine, yeah, yeah. Is he, or is is he, he like lying? Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what's your take? Yeah, my, my take is, um, yes, it's it's genuine. Yeah, well, it's, it, it's there's genu- deception it's, wrapped up yes. into it, but he has... Yes. But this he, authority. He, he, yeah, he, he has some he has some subjugated authority that he's been given, though he's on a leash. He has some ability <laughs> to deliver some earthly power, as yeah, it were. Yeah. But can he deliver the same kind of authority that God's going to deliver if Jesus lives faithfully? Of course not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah, think? Yeah, and you, s- there, you know, so then something happened, namely the death and the resurrection of Jesus, where right. Satan actually was defeated. Correct. And that power yeah. went away. In a, dis- in, a dis- in a decisive way in history that God's known about yeah. since before the foundation of the world. Maybe like something that Revelation chapter 12 might 
give us some insight into what was happening, but right. or, or, it's for another sermon or podcast or time. It's fine. Right. It's good. Any other reflections on the sermon? Thought your applications were really good, really clear. Thought your ending was helpful. Like it was all around just great. Really great. Yes, Nick. Something. Okay. I uh it was fun to, you know, normally these sermons have been about just like a passage in the Bible about the Bible. Mm-hmm. So it was fun to try to think of it as, no, let's see the Bible in use, you know, mm-hmm. take it from a little bit different angle. Mm-hmm. Felt even just compelling to me personally as I was studying it throughout the week to yeah. Yeah. think about that and then try to do it. Yeah. So you're launching into the Beatitudes this upcoming week, right? And, or beyond the Beatitudes, Sermon on the Mount, and you're looking at the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. That's great. Yep. We're looking forward to it, man. Uh, I think it's going to be, yeah, that's a great pairing of sermons, especially as a bridge between Zephaniah heading into Revelation. I think this is really fitting. I'm excited. Yeah.